You're dialed in to the Turn In 2 podcast with your hosts, Matt Mills and Tito. Welcome back, Cardinal fans, to another episode of the Turn In 2 podcast. It's going to be the World Baseball Classic number one episode, number two of season four of the wonderful Turn In 2 podcast, as usual with me, Tito. Tito, how was uh, the past uh, week for you? Not too bad. Uh, had uh, had a nice little uh, trip to Kansas City over the weekend. Got my pizza ranch in. Um, got a chance to uh, hang out for a few days. And so uh, went to Legoland in Kansas City oh, as well. Uh, yeah, it was a very, uh, very chill weekend. And uh, now just kind of letting the Monday go by until work starts all over again on Tuesday. Now, are you a big fan of pizza ranch? Oh, <laughs> huge fan. I mean, we've got one. I'm telling you right now, now. I'm telling you, if you haven't been, you need to go. We it's have one it's amazing. Yeah, I know you guys just got it recently, right? Yeah. I, I don't know why you'd say, Oh, you're telling everybody else that they haven't gone. Yeah. The fried chicken is. Yeah. Top yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, honestly, and like sadly, when we lived in Kansas City, we made fun of it, and then we tried it, and I've never been more wrong in my life about something. It was, it was just well, amazing. Call it it's amazing. It's a ranch. What the hell does that mean? That's what I'm saying. I think that's why we were we were making fun of it because it's like, how is this? What does that mean? Yep. And then we decided to go one day, and it just changed my life. Yep, that's funny. For the better. It's it's it's, it's a nice spread though. Nice no, spread. No. Hey, if you're not if you're not feeling pizza, you can just dive into the chicken, and you're never yeah. going to go wrong there. So plenty of options. And their pizza's good, man. It's pretty their good. Pizza yeah, it's good. Ours has only been open probably a year and a half, maybe, and it's just they haven't quite figured out the science to keeping pizza out there. So there's yeah, it's it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. Yeah. So since we since we met up last week um, for uh, the first episode of the year um mm-hmm. we have one lost former cardinals catcher former uh fox broadcaster for the world series former bally sports fox sports midwest alongside dan mclaughlin uh cardinals hall of famer and tim mccarver um yeah i mean that was to, to me i know a lot of people didn't like him uh due to his stories but but that's what made him unique that's what made uh, his stories mm-hmm. so awesome was to hear about things that um, that we obviously weren't around for. Yeah, I think we're slowly losing ties to the past. We are. Um, and I think, you know, over time that it's just going to obviously uh, go to this point where, you know, guys like Tim McCarver who saw, you know, people like Bob Gibson obviously firsthand. Uh, people that saw like Roberto Clemente, um, players of that magnitude, Willie, you know, Willie Mays in their in their heyday, essentially, um, were losing the ties to that. And uh, I, you know, obviously, I don't think players like that, you know, those statuses um, will ever lose their luster. Uh, but guys like Tim McCarver, who can tell stories um, about those players, you know, those those people matter, too. Um, baseball is, it has a rich history, um, from the players that play it and from those who, who analyze and and comment on it as well. 
Um, I was never a huge fan of Tim McCarver. Um, I think it was just the way that he did his broadcasting, but I respected him a, a, a lot for it uh, because he brought extra knowledge that I think most of us would kill to have in a lifetime. So my condolences to his family and um, I hope they find some, some comfort soon. Absolutely. Um, other notes, um, good W from uh, the St. Louis Black, uh, Battle Hawks. Oh, God dang. Oh, I almost feel like the, the Battle yeah, Hawks. Yeah. We'll come back, <laughs> easy, uh, easy. 18-15 win over San Antonio, led by questionable quarterback A.J. McCarron, former <laughs> Alabama star. Um, what, a, what, what a crazy game. Yeah, I, I had to quit watching. There was too much going on yesterday between that mm-hmm. and between NASCAR. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I decided I was going to watch NASCAR, but um, what a weird day for sports. Um, yeah. Other St. Louis news, since we chatted last, we've lost two pieces to our wonderful 2019 Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues um, and Ryan O'Reilly. The captain, El Capitan, and El Capitan, and um, Vladimir Tarasenko, um, and and shout out to Noel Chari. Yeah, he's I had mean, a good season. You were there in 2019, but, just not on the right team. Yeah. My yeah, God, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it's uh, tough. That's a little bit of the movement. I, I was at the game on Tuesday, and. Um, yeah, Ryan O'Reilly scored a goal. It's a good time. Um, mm-hmm. But that's what's going on in St. Louis. I know that the, your um, the city will be starting up mm-hmm. very soon. I know you're hyped. You already get your uh, your tattoos ready. Um, yeah, the 25th can't come soon enough. I'll Leo tell you that is, much. Is is breathing St. Louis City as well. He is. And um, yeah. I've so, got the, I'm going to say one thing about the Blues, if I can, real quick. Mm-hmm. I know people are upset um, and, you know, they're sad and whatnot. But this is this is the part of sports that makes me never want to buy a player's jersey. Yeah, this is this is the tough part. I I own a Blues jersey, two Blues jerseys. Neither of them have names on them. Yeah. If I, you know, Cardinals are a little bit different, I think, because I'm a little bit more invested in that, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the chances of them being traded are not very high. Yeah. But player, but teams like the Blues, like City, where transfers or trades can happen, uh, I'm just not, I'm just not willing to put a player's name on my back for the extra money. It's I'm hard. Guessing. I mean, I, I feel bad. I'm guessing that um, you feel you would feel the exact same way about the NBA. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I absolutely. I think it's even worse than the NBA. It is. It's terrible. Because <laughs> you, you, yeah. I mean, look at this last trade deadline. Ugh. I mean, literally, the every single second there was another trade being released, and you're just like, okay, well, that's great. And then I'm sure next year will be the same thing. Yeah, they just. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not saying don't do it. If you're a fan and you want to do that, that's fine. But uh, it's just hard for me to hard for me to put my money there whenever there's a good chance so those players do leave. And, yeah, and, and I think I think I, we... I will I'll credit Doug Armstrong for doing the right thing though. 
you know, you move what you can, get what you can, um, and save face for another day. Yeah. And I think the NBA is a uh, is a real eye opener to to buying classic jerseys like uh, you know your Jordans, your O'Neals, your Bryant's mm-hmm. because I mean they don't want to stay around these days. But um, yeah, on the Cardinals news, um, everybody and their yeah. brother showed up for spring training this week. Per the reports that I saw, mm-hmm. so everybody's in the house. Um, Looks like we got through some um, arbitration hearings. Both were lost by the players. First, Genesis Cabrera lost. And um, I know you wanted to touch on Ryan Helsley for losing his, if you wanted yeah. to touch yeah. base on it real quick. Yeah. I And and the only reason I want to touch base on it is, is simply because of, I think his comments are being paralleled for whatever reason to that of Corbin Burns's. Um, because I don't, I mean, I'm sure you saw this, but for those who didn't, Corbin Burns came out with some, some pretty damning comments on the Milwaukee Brewers and how they treated him in the arbitration process. Um, pretty much, you know, coming from the player's mouth that the blame for them not making the playoffs was on Corbin Burns. Um, (laughs) I, that that's coming from the player, right? You know? I'm sure the Brewers might quote unquote evaluate that a little differently, but you know, if, if that is true, I think that's a really, really fine edge that the Brewers are walking, especially knowing that the player could come out and say things like that. And I, I think with Ryan Helsley, his comments were, not necessarily the same thing, but they borderline were essentially saying, well, the Cardinals felt some, you know, that I wasn't durable enough. And I have them. And, you know, I countered with, you know, having the most four, you know, the most four out saves, you know, of all relievers, the typical back and forth that you would expect in an arbitration case. But I don't think the Cardinals said, you know, we lost because of you. Yeah. Right. You know, uh, and so what I wanted to say was this, is that people who are are trying to equivalate it, I think you have to hold it in a different light. Ryan Helsley is not Corbin Burns, mm-hmm. and Corbin Burns certainly did not lose Milwaukee season for them. No. no. And so if you're trying to compare the two, I don't think that's a fair comparison. I'm not saying that Ryan Helsley doesn't deserve to win and, and earn more money. I would like the players to earn more money. I think it's only fair, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend that, you know, one season is, uh, is going to somehow catapult Ryan Helsley into the upper te- you know, upper echelon of everything. Mm-hmm. So I think people need to, to hold, hold pause for a second don't be upset with the Cardinals because they did what they did. That's part of the game. That's part of the arbitration process. Mm-hmm. But also I want people to take note that the Cardinals are not the Brewers and blaming Ryan Helsley for any postseason loss or, you know, frankly, not doing enough. Because I think that's a bunch of BS. Yeah, and I, I said earlier in the week, man, I I could not sit through one of those. It would just be terrible. You know, you, you're sitting there, you do – you do everything you feel right, and then you're attacked with a, you know, you lost us the season, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, and it would be tough. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, that's part of the process, and I understand. Corbin, Corbin, Corbin Burns is good at gone. 
Oh, well, I think a lot of players opinion. will be from that team because I don't think they're they're out to improve. And, you know, trading Hater last year was a big sign of that. Well, and, and I was about to say, if you wanted to pinpoint a, a turning point in their season, why don't you why don't you pinpoint that one? Exactly. Why aren't the Brewers taking responsibility for trading Josh Hader when they literally didn't need to? Yeah. Because what did they end up doing? Nothing? Yeah. <laughs> they still lost. Yeah. They yeah. were outmatched. Well, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I, Corbin Burns, in my opinion, based on the comments that he made, is as good as gone in free agency. So I would expect the Brewers, who I don't know why they're projected to win almost 88 games, almost 90 games by Pakoda. Mm-hmm. I bet he gets traded. He yeah. will be traded. Well, whenever they're under 500 halfway through, sure. they'll probably start ditching sure. them out. I, I, I'm just saying. I, I, I'm just saying it. If if he is still on the Milwaukee Brewers, I, I need to look at his contract, but I don't I don't know exactly when it's up. But I would be shocked if they didn't move on from him based on what was said. Um, and you know what? If it comes to free agency, I hope the Cardinals are on his doorstep. I really do. That'd be nice. Um, and he's that good. Well, let's jump into the meat and potatoes of this entire episode. Yeah. I can't the World wait, Baseball Classic is starting soon, and um, today's episode we're going to discuss pools A and pools B. Um, so, Tito, this is your baby. I want to say I know that we're both. Yeah. In this, this is your baby, so mm-hmm. definitely take the reins and yeah, yeah. No, I I think you know obviously with the World Baseball Classic starting here in in less than a month, actually it's really a, a good two and a half weeks away. Um, that first, yeah, that first full week in March is, is the initial kickoff for pools A and B. Um, I just wanted to take a, a, cl- a close look at pool A real quick and, and just kind of go through the teams, um, some MLB notables, you know, when they start play, um, and same thing for pool B. So with pool A, you've got Chinese Taipei, uh, the kingdom of the Netherlands, uh, Cuba, Italy, and Panama. And Dingy, I don't know about you, but you know, um, I just feel like th- this group in itself, just from a thirty thousand foot view, it, it is just extremely weak. Yeah, and I think there's honestly looking at, I, I kind of glanced through all all five of the rosters, and I think there's two teams. You said two teams are coming out of each pool, yes? Yeah, two teams will come out of each pool. Um, yeah, whoever has the most wins. Or whoever has the tiebreaker, okay. you know, will win the pool. Yeah, and to me, there's two teams that are glaringly obvious to win this pool. If, um, I mean, if they come out to play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think I would agree with you on that one. I think the two obvious teams are Cuba and the Netherlands. What? Um, Chinese Taipei. Wait, what? what? <laughs> you disagree? I do. Oh, this is interesting. So, oh, okay, okay. So, you tell me, you tell me your two teams. Then, I, I'm curious. Okay. Um, I I think the two teams are Cuba and um, Panama. Personally, okay. I, um, I I I don't disagree with Cuba, obviously, but Panama. G- give me something else from there. <laughs> just is it a, just like, a gut? hold on, hold on. I'm reaching down in feeling? my pocket here because. Um, it's, it's, get, it, let, let me let me put it to you this way okay so the netherlands 
are, are not just, you know, the roster isn't like just European at all. You know, it's, you know, um, uh, countries or territories, you know, also like Aruba, Curacao and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So the Netherlands roster actually has some pretty decent notables. I mean, Jonathan Shope is one of those uh, guys in the, uh, in the Netherlands. Um, there's a couple others on there that Andrelton Simmons is another one that's on there. Xander Bogarts, Didi Gregorius. They've got major league talent on this team. Um, and I will remind everybody that the Netherlands also made it to the semifinals in the last world baseball classic. So it's not like they can't play baseball. Um, I'm just curious as to their pitching. I think that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah. I mean, regardless of, of, I think, I think Cuba's our lock obviously out of this one. Um, I mean, Mm -hmm. other than that, man, it's honestly a tough, it's a tough watch. I mean, of course it's baseball. So if I'm able to watch it, I'm going to watch it, but um, sure. Well, here's what I'll, here's what I'll say. Cuba is at plus 115 to win the group. Uh I think that's a pretty fair bet. Yeah. Um, Netherlands at plus 250. And Panama, who I think is the third best team, so I'm not, you're not far off, Mm -hmm. is at plus six, is at plus 1600 to win the group, Um, not necessarily to advance. Um, So to me, it just seems like there's a clear difference between the three teams, um, not so much Cuba and Netherlands, but I will say this. Cuba and the Netherlands play their very first matchup on March uh, 7th. And whoever wins that game, I think has the, has the driver's seat the rest of the way. Yeah. Um, Especially because of the tiebreaker rule. I do have Cuba winning that game, but it's going to take, I mean, it's, it's, it's the, it's the one game in that group that everybody will be watching um, just because it's probably the two top teams going against each other. And, pa- and Panama gets a gift of an opening game against Chinese Taipei, which Taipei has never been very great. They don't have any major league notables. Um, Panama has one cardinal connection that we both know, Ivan Herrera. Um, so there are, uh, there are, there is a chance Panama could surprise, but I, I'm just, I'm not too sure. Not, not yet, at least. I haven't. I need. To, if they if they play well, I could see it, but it, it would be a it'd be tough. Yeah, I, like I said, I think it's going to be a tough tough grab either way. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think anybody from Pool A is going to get very far past that pool. But I mean, did you see? Yeah, I think it was Cuba. Was it Cuba or the Netherlands? They they actually have. Um, Ioannis Cespedes, yeah, it's uh, Cuba. Yeah, it's um, it's Cuba. It's Cuba. <laughs> that's a wild one. So that'd be interesting. I know. Well, they, and they've got again, they've got good um, major league talent too. Luis Robert from the White Sox, Juan Moncada from the White Sox. They, you know, they both can can swing the bat very well um, when they're healthy. I should say um, they don't have you know a lot of other major league talent. They've had some pitchers who have pitched um in the major leagues before uh but nothing uh too serious i mean they there i see here um Rowenis elias is a cubs i believe prospect um so i think oh actually they have yeah they have a cubs prospect Rowenis elias on there so that's you know that's something right um 
But that one pitcher, uh, I'm looking here, it says he gave up three runs over seven and two-thirds innings for the Mariners last year and had a 5-12 ERA over 37, 37 outings for AAA Tacoma in 22. So Cuba's pitching is very similar to the Netherlands where I think it's a, a bit of a toss-up. Yeah. Um, so you pretty much have to go with a better offense. And, you know, I, I think both of those, that's why I think Cuba and Netherlands are probably going to make it out of there. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you who my winner is later on. Um, but again, they pool a will start play on March 7, um, Cuba and Netherlands kick that, kick those games off. And those are going to be some early games because they're all the half, you know, halfway around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that should be a very entertaining uh, pool. Uh, moving on to uh, pool B, where <laughs> I think we both know that there is a clear-cut winner and then two and maybe a 2B here. But really, realistically, there's only two teams that we both feel are just clear-cut above, and that's Japan and Korea. Yeah, Um Japan, <clears throat> Japan's got a, a really good roster. Um, I mean, know, it's stacked with Shohei Otani. You know, they've got mm. Lars in the outfield. They've got the Cubs feller Seiya Suzuki. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, yep. it, it looks healthy. Yeah, you Darvish. Um, yeah. You assume Otani and Darvish go one, two, or maybe the other way around. I actually, you know what? I think Darvish was already scheduled to pitch game one. So you're going to get Darvish game one and Shohei Otani game two. Um, and I think that's that matters for them because in their first game, they have um, a very relatively easy game against China. That should be a, a win by multiple runs. So if you're a betting person, look for the run line there. Um, and then their second game is against uh, Korea. And so to have Shohei Otani start your second game against the team that probably will give you the hardest game, um, <laughs> that that feels pretty overmatched to me. Yeah, I mean, um, I, let's see here. Oh, yeah, I think that 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 pool is also uh, easily decided. Unfortunately, yeah, I mean, the betting line here: Japan is minus six fifty to win their group. Good lord. Minus 650. They they opened up last Monday at minus 450 and then by the time Friday came rolling around it was minus 650. Um and I was was chatting with our buddy Stu and I pretty much told him you might as well have made that minus 1000 because there's not a, I I do not see a team beating Japan unless they blow up and have a a, a terrible bullpen that I'm unaware of. I, I truly do not see how they lose a game in pool play. Um, the only team that will give them the, their best run for their money is Korea. And I just don't think the Koreans have enough offense to, to beat Japan. I, I just don't. Um, and the other teams in that group, because we, we really didn't cover them, but not that that really matters. Australia, China, and the Czech Republic. You know the Czech Republic is a is a, a you know a qualifier team with little to zero MLB players. I think one former player in Eric Sogard. Mm-hmm. That's it. 
everybody else is, you know, has not made it to the pros yet. Um, China generally doesn't have a strong team. Australia has surprised, you know, teams in the past. They beat Mexico in, you know, in the 2009 series, but that's, you know, 2009, that's 14 years ago. Um, so I, I just don't see anybody beating Japan. Um, they'll win their all their games by multiple runs. Um, I'm sure Shohei Otani probably will hit a ton of home runs because that dude is unstoppable. But I do think Japan, Korea won two very easily. Um, I, I have no doubts in my mind on that one. Um, I think they are those are just rock solid picks. Um, again, they those uh, two teams, or at least that group, starts play on March eighth um through the 13th so um that's that's covering those two pools um in terms of notables obviously you talked about shoyo tani lars new bar um say suzuki so there's a lot of a major league talent on japan um that i think really is going to show up in this in this tournament um i know mlb network even said that uh they have one of the strongest starting rotations um, in the World Baseball Classic. And if that's the case, then um, whoever faces them in the knockout rounds is going to have a very, very tough time. So that being said, yeah, no. And that being said, let's, let's go ahead and, and let's, let's talk about who we think um, is going to be the winner and runner up for pool A and, and for pool B. So, Dingy, I'll start with you. Pool A, I think we both agree it's nether or well, you say Cuba, Panama. Mm -hmm. I say differently, but I think you're gonna take Cuba to win to win the group, right? Absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think Cuba's gonna win that one overall. Okay. And you've got Panama finishing second, which, you know, in my nice little Excel sheet, I have them highlighted yellow. Um because I think they're a, a, a dark horse team to get out of the group. So, like I said, I, I agree with you that there is some intrigue there. Not enough to win the group, I don't think. Um, but you never know. Uh, but I, I actually think um, uh, I'm going to go a little bit of a different route here. Um, I think I'm going to take the Netherlands to win this group and Cuba to finish second. I think experience matters in these tournaments. And while Cuba and Netherlands have the most experience, um, I also think the Netherlands just have a little bit more pro experience as well. And I think that's going to carry them uh, a decent amount. The only thing I get concerned about is their starting pitching and obviously their, their bullpen. Um, I would say the same thing for Cuba. Uh, I don't know enough about their, their starting pitching and their bullpen, but I, I just think there's more value to the Netherlands and Cuba. Um, and those being one, two for me. So go, pitching yeah, what were definitely, you <clears throat> pitching definitely isn't a strong point in this pool. Mm -hmm. eh? It's not, it's not. I, I mean, you look at the other two teams again, Chinese Taipei, I have them pegged for four losses. I don't think they win a game. I have the Netherlands pegged for four wins. Like I said, I think they win their group. Uh, Cuba, three and one. I have Italy, one win, three losses. And I have Panama finishing two and two. Um, I, I just, this this group is just, 
as you and I, you know, both said, it's just very, very weak. Mm-hmm. It, it's not strong. Um, and it, it kind of lends to a question I, you know, or a, a comment I made earlier with, while we were, you know, before we started recording and that was, I wish that the WBC did a little bit more diversifying of their pools. Um, because I think, you know, you look at a pool a where there's very clear, strong, uh, two to three teams, you look at pool B, there's very clearly two teams that are going to win that group. Then you go to a, uh, to the other side of the, uh, of the brackets and there's pool C and D where it's almost feels like uh, anybody could win. Mm-hmm. And so it just feels very, uh, I don't know. It, it's not, it's the parody is not there for me. And I think I wish, and I hope, that the world baseball classic could learn from the world cup and, and do more of like a draw. I think more people would tune into that. I think it'd be a little bit more interesting to see how, you know, how that plays out because when it comes to the world cup, the draw is almost your lifeline. Um, everybody tunes into that. So I feel like the WBC could probably learn from that. Um, any thoughts to that? To a draw? Um, yes and no. I think they need to sprinkle out teams in the different pools. Now, I can understand it being regionally so they don't, you know, have massive flight issues, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but at the same time, I mean, Cuba to Taiwan. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just think that there could have been a little bit of... Uh, change here and there but i mean you don't the yeah, thing yeah. Is, is, is 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 with a draw i mean you, you obviously want to get the best teams going head to head but at the same time you know you don't want a pool that has the usa puerto rico venezuela <laughs> dominican republic all in one in my eyes right i mean in this way you can in, the, yeah. in, in, in what we have now you know you can divvy it up however but i just think on a draw if, if you were to have a pool just with four powerhouses it's it would it would i think it'd be terrible yeah and i mean the world cup avoids that by you know you know they they use their rankings to help with that system but i look like a again i i i'm gonna single this one out because it uh it makes the most sense right pool d you've got the dominican republic powerhouse venezuela powerhouse puerto rico powerhouse and the other two teams who, you know, are not going to really factor in much unless they surprise one of those powerhouses in Nicaragua and Israel. Whoever wins that group, pretty much, in my opinion, has a really, really good shot of going far. A really, really good shot. Unless, unless the U.S. were to somehow not win their group and finish second in their group. Mm-hmm. then that would get a little dicey but based on how the the tournament plays out and the knockout rounds play out if you win group d you're in you're gonna go pretty far at least in my opinion yeah, if you don't a... win group d oh yeah go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say that's gonna be a fun chat next week on uh, yeah c and d yeah Yes. Oh, yes. I, I, the conspiracy theories are all in my head. <laughs> but if you don't win Group D, right, you're forced to 
take on the winner of Group C, which more than likely will be the U.S. And then if you somehow manage to get past the U.S., you have a date with Japan. So <laughs> there's a lot, a lot of, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the, that's the game, right? The game within the game is you, you know, at times we think that these, these first few games don't matter, but winning your group is almost critical. Um, and, and with pool D there's, you know, I get, we'll talk about it, you know, in a couple of weeks, but that group in itself is, is so critical to how this tournament might shake out. But anyway, Let's let's continue with Pool B winner and runner up. I think we both agree here. Japan winner and Korea runner up. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't see it being any different. Um, again, I don't have Japan losing a single game in pool play. Korea should win three, and their only loss coming to Japan. The only team that I can think maybe make a splash is Australia. But even then, I, I just don't think Australia is strong enough to beat either Korea or Japan. Um, and if they do, it would be a huge upset. Um, but that's not something I would be betting on. Um, so I think we both agree. Now, here's the interesting thing. Because of the way that the, you know, the structure plays out, um, you have Group A winner playing the Group B runner-up and the Group B winner playing the Group A runner-up. So in your case, you would have uh, Cuba taking on Korea and Japan taking on Panama. Um, I'm very intrigued as to what you would think would come out of the Cuba-Korea game, but I think there's no doubt in your mind uh, Japan would roll Panama over two times over. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Cuba Cuba would have a tough tough time with korea or japan in my eyes yeah um i think korea i i think in some of the you know outlook that i've done i think korea has the stronger team than cuba i would pick them to win that game in their playoff game so i would you know obviously i think japan's going to make it at least at the very least to the quarterfinals um so i think Japan and Korea, you know, both from Pool B, um, have the stronger teams, and I think they move the furthest into the quarterfinals for sure. Um, any any other thoughts that you wanted to take on on in uh, Pool A and Pool B? No. Nope. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're going to have more entertainment with Pool C. And definitely pool D um, because there is a very, very good potential for a Puerto Rico U.S. showdown um, right away in the knockout phase. Um, so we may <laughs> we may have some uh, scores to settle later on this year. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all I got for for WBC coverage for for pools A and, and pool B. Uh, next week we'll we'll cover pools, uh, we'll cover pool C, which is the USA's pool. Um, I can't wait to talk about that because I think there are uh, some intriguing teams on uh, in that uh, group. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
And if you're done, I'm done. We'll finish this up until next week whenever we break out the C and D. Oh yeah, man. I, I'm looking forward to it. Um by this time next week we'll have we'll be uh one St. Louis City soccer game in. Um and marching on to the home opener. Um I can't wait. Awesome. Well, guys, until next time, you can subscribe to the Turn Two Podcast on Apple, iTunes, and uh, Spotify. I honestly don't know what happened to the Google Podcast. For some reason, uh, the show is just too terrible. They quit uh, uploading it. So, um, yeah, until next time, go Cardinals. Go, um, go, go Battle Hawks. Go Battle Hawks. Go. That's right. Go everybody. See you. <laughs>